Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I say your name. I you solemnly swear. You swear. Support and defend. Support the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Foreign and domestic. And to bear true faith. And allegiance to the same. Then I will obey. The orders of. The President of the United States. And the orders of. Those officers. And the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So help me God. Thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode of the American Vet Podcast. I'm sitting here with Deke. He is an Army National Guard veteran who served from 2005 to 2013. His MOS was a 19 Delta. He's also a Mission 22 ambassador as well. He's an amateur virtual dart player. And he's been about four years at Fort Knox and four years in Nashville. And I got to tell you, listeners, uh, just pre-talking to Deke here. And, uh, you know, this is going to be shaping up to a good episode. So hopefully you stick all the way through and don't miss any of it. Um, but now let, let Deke welcome himself and thank you for the show. Thanks for having me, man. Uh been a great opportunity i appreciate uh setting this up love the podcast i love listening to a few episodes last night so uh it's really cool man i like what you got going on all right were you listening to it with your pants on or off oh i was definitely naked you know <laughs> a little yeah. military humor there <laughs> yeah my, uh, my, my home is, is a uh you know we're, we're close we're clothing optional so <laughs> i like it so oh. Yeah, so tell me why the Army National Guard, what, uh, you know, life before boot camp, what led you up to going into the military? Awesome. Um, basically, uh, you know, 9-11 happened. Uh, all the events that tore everybody down. Uh, my brother actually uh, signed up for the Marines during that time. Actually, I think it was 2002 when he signed up for the Marines. So um, I was like, well, cool, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> so. Basically, I tried. I tried to sign up for the Marines. and got turned down because we were brothers and we couldn't be in the same unit together. We tried requesting it, but they just—I guess—they wouldn't allow it in California. Okay. Um, so I, I really wanted to go to California with him because that's where he was. That's where they were sending him. I was yep. like, "Well, I just want to go with him." And they were like, <laughs> "Well, we can't put you there with him. No, it's not going to work out." So I was like, "Okay, well, forget it." <laughs> yep. So about 2005 comes along. You know, I was. Uh, I was out of school. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any goals. I had no direction. Right. You know, just hanging out, yep. getting stoned with my friends, you know, <laughs> letting life just kind of just pass by. Yep. No wonder why you're <laughs> attracted uh, to the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I was like, well, this sucks. But um, so then I uh, walked into an Army, Army uh, recruiter. And I was like, well. Can you get me in? Can we do this? And, uh, you know, I was on probation at the time. I had a tattoo on my hand. So I had to go through a bunch of waiver process. And, um, I was under, I was underweight by like two pounds, I think. So, okay. uh, I literally sat in the recruiter's car chugging a gallon of milk before <laughs> I could go into MEPS to pass. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was fun, man. So I did that. And, uh, 
once I swore in, it was all over, man. My entire demeanor, attitude, way of how I looked at everything was just turned upside down. You know, so absolutely, yeah, for better for the better by all means. <laughs> There's so, no telling where I would be without the military, dude. Absolutely. So now that you talk to your recruiter and you get in, and now you've been out or anything like that, is there anything that like you can remember that your recruiter said and it just completely was different? wrong and everything else and you still look at like to this day like this motherfucker told me this shit and it's been wrong the whole time <laughs> oh yeah that little bastard told me i was gonna love fort knox fort knox is gonna be awesome dude you're gonna love it we're gonna send you there in the middle of the summer <laughs> i was like oh all right let's do that and then i get there and it's like a hundred degrees every day <laughs> it was ridiculous i hated that <laughs> <laughs> well it's a good thing you only spent four years there then <laughs> yeah yeah well i did the you know i did the basic training ait and everything yep. and my mos because i didn't give a crap when i took my test you yep. know so um i was like well cool i'll be a cab scout that sounds kind of cool i'll yep. sign up for that one and uh but while i was there man i, I liked it I, there's a lot of good stuff but you know i mean got to drive a bradley a couple times you know i mean stuff you can't you know stuff like you know, most people will never get to do, you know, so right. it's kind of pretty cool. Absolutely. So now you're, you're, so 19 Delta, what is that MOS? And like, what is the, the purpose? So uh, it's, ca it's cavalry scout. And, uh, I guess the gist of it is, is, you know, we did a lot of security and surveillance training. Okay. Um, jumping out of the back of Bradley's, <laughs> they'll pack us <laughs> in Bradley's and stuff. And then, we all run out, you know, yep. look like we're storming the beaches of Normandy out of the back of the thing. <laughs> so, um, so the Calvary, I'm, I'm pretty sure we were the bullet sponge kind of people. Like that. <laughs> I'm not really, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not really seeing looking back on it. Not really seeing the point, but it was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So like, you know, I'm a Marine and everything else. So I don't really know, but Calvary now, does everybody get the cowboy hat or, or, you no, know, the Calvary? No, only the officers. Yeah. Our, uh, our captain, he he got one, and there's something you have to earn it. All this stuff, and you have to earn the little uh, cav, the cavalry Bad. pins and all that. But uh, yeah, and I wasn't. Worth I didn't it. have any. No, no, I was I was wanting to go the ranger route. You know, I was wanting to be, I was wanting to be the badass. You know, but I was. We've seen them training because, you know, uh, the proximities and of everything. But um, you know, we we got the. We got to train. I'm not really sure if we were supposed to be training alongside them, but we kind of just fell into their areas. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, we've met a couple of rangers and stuff and talking to them and how cool their attitude was and how they pumped everybody up and things like that. Yep. We were like, well, I want to be one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. You know, they're they're a whole other breed of fucking crazy. So, uh <laughs> You know, same thing with your seals, your deltas, all oh, that. Yeah. You yeah. know, Marines got some. It's just like, man, you got to be a whole other, I don't know what, <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah. So, so boot camp, how was boot camp? So, like, you're, I know you were saying that, like, you had no structure. You're kind of living day by day, had no plans in life. And then you go into boot camp and kind of flipped your life around. Yeah. But is that where your life got flipped around as a boot camp? And, you know, some of these Definitely. Getting, yep. Definitely. When I went in, um, I went in 2005. We did not have uh, your your stress cards. We didn't have that. We were still in the BDU green, you know. Okay. 
they they weren't allowed to physically touch you, but they could hit you with the brim still. Oh yeah. So I've actually I've actually still got a mark <laughs> from that. Thanks guys. Um, and then yeah, later on when I got out and I heard about the stress card thing, and I was like, oh my god. So is, like, is 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 it true? Because I haven't been able to figure out. Yeah, if it's true. It oh, it is very true. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, I listened to the. It's not. It's not twenty four hours though. I think it's up to up to like two hours, depending on the situation, and it's got to be approved by the other instructor. <laughs> uh, it's just. It's ridiculous. I'm like, punch him in the head. You know, <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're in a position like if we're doing tra- training scenarios and we're in a position to where you just killed me, by all means, get on his ass. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. <laughs> and when they're getting on somebody's ass, you're telling me you can pull a card out and stop everything for two hours. Oh, no, no, we're not doing that. No. See that? So I'm glad I got out when I did. <laughs> so I was very, cause there's no way I was going to serve beside that. Yeah. And I wonder yeah. what happens yeah. after the two hours is over, yeah. you know, cause realistically all you're doing is you're giving your kill hat two hours to rest before he fucking just, yeah, Kills and you. that two hours, he's thinking about all the stuff he's going to make you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because you pulled that shit. Because we had, uh, I don't know if you guys, you you guys probably had another term, but we had the sick Paul Rangers that always got hurt, always something yep. wrong with them. Yeah. And uh, those were those were the ones that we like to pick on. <laughs> and uh, we, we basically categorized, you know, when I was out and talking to my buddies who've already, yep. you know, uh, veterans and stuff, they was like, yeah, we put them in the same category. <laughs> See, so I, if you I, ever pull a stress card fuck you i'd <laughs> yeah. be that asshole in the unit there i'd be like you know i'd find the one guy that you know pulls his card early into boot camp and i'd probably oh. go up to him and be like hey man i will uh you know give me a pair of socks or something like that and i'll you know unuse socks and i'll give you my stress card and just watch <laughs> right? him pull it again because <laughs> you know, right? i don't want to hang out to the beating afterwards you know? mm-hmm. but there was there was a lot of thing about uh, there was a lot of thing about basic AIT boot camp and all that was great like just yeah. uh, the friendships the bonds you make with these people you know it's yeah. amazing yeah absolutely you know you know people coming from all different walks of life areas and you know different beliefs and everything else but as you know as you you know day one in boot camp you're like fuck everybody you know you're kind of like prison mindset I'm gonna be the biggest guy here so fucking you know everybody's gonna want to <laughs> be me. And then by the time you're done with it, you're like, you know, hey, I'm very weak here. And this guy's a huge asset. You know, I'm not going to, you know, that's my boy. I'm going to do anything for him now. You know, and it's, yeah. it is it is quite a um, transition because I was kind of like yourself, you know, nowhere really going anywhere in life, you know, doing drugs and just fucking whatever, you know, waking up going, yeah, I might do this today or might not. Might just play Call of Duty for 10 hours, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I think the moment that really hit. When I sat down in the, in the chair and they shaved my head, yep. I think that's when it really clicked was <laughs> because, you know, we, as soon as you get off the bus, everything you brought, uh, they, they, they give you a list of things to bring and then they yep. wind up just throwing all the shit away anyway. And telling you, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so they strip you down of everything that makes you you. And yep. I was like, oh, shit. I'm in the shit now. Like, um, uh, here we go. Yep. And then the more I got involved with it, the more I was seeing everything is like, dude, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I totally <laughs> needed this in my life. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it was definitely, it was great. It was great. It, it was a life changing experience. And I, I, 
I still to this day believe everybody, if you're an American citizen, you should do at least maybe two years just to get right. a how the world works. <laughs> or Absolutely. How, yeah. How you how you can go from I hate your guts to I'll take a bullet for you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you it would you know, change your whole hatred in the world, you know, it would fix a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. And I absolutely agree with you. And people would actually really care I think would care a lot more for the things that they have and the things that they can do, you know. Um, especially with people that go into Iraq and Afghan and stuff like that. All those, you know, those guys they go out there to see what's really going on, the burn okay. pits and all that stuff, and then you know, I, they come I home and imagine. I yeah. couldn't imagine. Yeah. There were guys in, uh, that were in my unit when they got back, you know, they had already deployed when I had signed up, got in, came back and all this other stuff. And it was 2005. They were still coming back. And, yeah. uh, I remember them getting off the buses, man. And there was a berm right in front, right in front of the unit. There's a big berm and stuff. And they had all the, all the families. That's where they stood by the yeah. gate, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and the buses rolling down. And dude, it was crazy. Dude, I mean, there's guys that hadn't seen their families or kids yeah. two years, three years, yeah. some of them. And yep. I'm like, how? Yeah, man, you're 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 literally putting your life on pause for years, right? To yeah. to help your country, like. Yep. And there's people that frown on that. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't get it, but I saw that when I saw that, I was hooked. I was done. I was boom. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> So in boot camp, uh, in Marine Corps boot camp, when we get there, you know, the first night after you get off the bus and everything else, they give you one phone call home. You can call anybody you want. And then you have like this, this stupid little car. Like this is all you can say. Then you hang up. No response. No, I love you. No. What the hell? Get me the hell out of here. None of that. Do you guys have the same thing when you get into boot camp? You remember? Yes. yes. We, we have one phone call we, 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 we can make. And then, um, then you you earn you earn phone calls after that you know okay. uh, and sometimes you you'll have your quiet times your you you have an hour you have an hour at night for your personal time i guess what they call it okay uh you do the uh write your letters you know yeah. do all that stuff kind of kind of bunk hop with your buddies you know and yeah, yeah. all this other stuff and uh but yeah i think it was like once a week we was able to make a phone call we were oh, wow. got around Cause they wanted to detach completely. They wanted to yep. like, look, you can't be calling home to mama every night and we're trying to get everything yeah, exactly. pounded into your head, you know? So, so, uh, you know, if you did good, you got a phone call. If you didn't <laughs> do good, your ass went to church. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I was a kilo company when I went into boot camp, and, uh, we have this thing in, in, in Marine Corps boot camp. We have this called pugil sticks mm-hmm. and, and they kind of classify each guy by their weight and everything else. And they put you, you know, you got a helmet on and you got, um, pads on your chest, you know, flak jacket. Um, and you're wearing mouthpieces. And I remember, or at least in my, in my, uh, platoon, you know, our senior drill instructor came out and he said, listen, if you can knock out a mouthpiece, that's a five minute phone call home. Cause we don't get to call home at all. We get letters. And then, uh, sometimes they hold the letter saying, oh, you know, uh, <laughs> this is why we don't rely on the postal service. And it's like, come on. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know, you would get a five minute phone call home for knocking out a mouthpiece. And if you knocked another recruit out, it was a 10 minute phone call and a meal from your, from any fast food joint. 
when you oh, knock a wow. guy out. That's like a golden ticket right. in the Willy Wonka bar, dude. <laughs> so we're all, you know, so all the recruits are trying to kill each other, literally. And uh, I remember this one time they, um, you know, these two guys posted up against and they, you know, the instructor's like, go. And a guy comes right out and he just, you know, jabs the dude right in the face. And, uh, you know, the guy falls back on his back and he takes his pugil sticks and starts golfing the recruit's head with his pugil sticks. Just trying to get his helmet off, trying to knock him out, you know, all this stuff. And uh, the instructor's blowing the whistle, blowing the whistle. And this dude's just wailing on him. <laughs> the instructor comes up and just Man. takes the palm of his hand and just hits the recruit with his helmet on and knocks his recruit back. And the, re- and the uh, instructor actually ended up breaking his wrist doing that. But I mean, oh. I mean, like, that's how much a phone call meant. You're like, I love you, buddy, but you're fucked. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know what you're talking about. I actually, my very first time dealing with that stuff, I was like, I was all cocky. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to swing, and when I missed, I tried coming back around. Yep. And by the time I came back around like this, he caught me right here. <laughs> my helmet went flying. I was, I was gone. It was I over. Thought, oh. He didn't knock me out, but I didn't know where I was for a minute. I was just kind of laid there. I was like, oh. Damn. <laughs> I never, he, he, he got a lot of congratulations. Like he was, he was the champion there. That <laughs> yeah. Everybody got amped up. Everybody's like, Ooh, <laughs> I remember, uh, the worst thing that happened to me with the Pugil sticks is we have this like little hell house that we have to run through and you don't know if anybody's on the other side. And you know, the, like the guy with the fastest time, you know, you know, you know, you got some type, I don't remember what the reward was, but any type of reward, we were like, hell yeah. You know? Um, so I was like, well, I'm just going to run. I'm just going to run all the way through this house. I was like, if I'm running, they're not going to be able to hit me. Right. Well, I go through this fucking doorway. And this fucking, this uh, instructor just fucking clotheslined me right to the ground. <laughs> oh fucking, man. As soon as I can, like that guy, he timed it perfectly. Like, he must've heard, he heard my fat ass comment or something. And he just timed it. And the hell was done. Yeah. <laughs> So you from, get, what, from what my brother says, he said he said the Marine Corps boot camp was probably the uh, most rigorous thing he's ever had to do in his life. So yeah. Oh yeah. I, I give you props on that because I watched YouTube videos. All I can do is watch YouTube videos of y'all's training, man. But it was I was like, oh damn, we didn't have to do that, or we did some things kind of like that, right, and right. it was like just altered or something. But <laughs> and some things I was just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Fuck that. <laughs> So now you're in boot camp and uh, so did you go in with orders to go to Fort Knox or was it like, did you find out you're going to Fort Knox while you're in boot camp? How'd that work out? Uh, they, uh, after you, once you get, once we got close to graduation and everything, you know, they, you know, they printed off a list, like here's your MOS, here's, here's a couple bases you can, you know, pick from and we okay. can try to get you in, um, put in requests or whatever. Um, you got to go somewhere. You right, know? right. And uh, so uh, they were actually hiring for a supply guy and uh supply motor pool kind of stuff and i was like well that's awesome i get to be with the big with the big vehicles with the big guns yeah let's do that (laughs) so i was like because you need a hangout you know basically until you get called up or whatever so i was like okay well put me in the motor pool and supply so i did that and um you know graduated did the whole graduation and thing uh went home i think i went home for about three weeks and then I had to report back. Yep. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it was fun, you know, get, being able to graduate <laughs> and actually get to talk to your drill instructors like they're fucking human, you yeah. know, 
<laughs> they'll actually take their hat off and be like, man, I'm proud of it. Like saying all the things that they can't say for yeah. you know, however long you're, you're, you're there time, for yep. uh, training. Yeah. So it was, it was really cool to, to uh, have that. So. so what is, I got to ask you, what are your like holidays? Now we're getting into the holiday season here. What is your holidays like in your household when your brother comes home being a Marine and you're being, and you being national guard, did you guys bicker at each other? Like that, you know, that good Man. humor or, or do you just, do you, <laughs> he, do you get his plate for him? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He, he, um, man, he's done probably three terms now. Yeah. So it's like four, 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 you know, he's been to Germany. He's been, he's been everywhere, man. He's yep. been all over the damn place. And I've been through like four states. <laughs> so, he gets, so he's all the time like, Oh, Hey, I heard you wanted to be a Marine. I was like, man, shut the fuck up, dude. It's 2020, and this dude is there like, hey, man. <laughs> Seven years but, later. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just like, whatever. And uh, I haven't talked to him in a, in a while, man. He, uh, he, he's got a house, got a chick, all that good stuff. And he's doing his own life, I guess, right now. But, perfect, uh, perfect. We connect every, We connect every now and then, you know. But uh, when we do, he was like, oh, yeah, you signed up for the, oh, never Mind you're you're one of the army people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. There's definitely that, but I, oh, yeah. I always I get him right back. You know, I, I get him all the time. I was like, don't your shit say Department of the Navy? Won't you fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> my, believe it or not, my grandfather, um, he was he's an army vet too. He Vietnam War veteran, and so ever since I graduated boot camp in the Marine Corps, you know, we bicker at each other too. You know, he'll call me yeah. up or something like that. He'll need some help, like you know, moving something in his house or anything like that. He, you know, the first thing he always says when I answer the phone, I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, hello. And he goes, yep, the fucking army's calling the Marine Corps to help him out again. There you <laughs> I'm go. like, hey, yeah. man, we're all here for each other, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely that, like, interconference rivalries, I guess yeah. you could call it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pretty fun, man. It's pretty fun. Oh, absolutely. You get it, you get it from both sides. Hell, it's all good. <laughs> But at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, it's like, man, we're all the same. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, we'll bicker and I do it. And, you know, I even do it on the show. And like one of my best, <laughs> my best friend is, uh, you know, one of my best friends, he's in the Air Force, Air National Guard. You know, I bicker at him all the time. You know, um, oh. I'll forget, like, I'll have, uh, I call it Alkaheimers when you've been drinking and you kind of, you'll, you'll start to say in a story or something and forget where you're going or you forget how to spell a word or something like that. An easy ass word, you know, <laughs> so I always call right. him up. I'm like, Hey, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> my, my great grandfather, he was, he was in the Navy in world war two. He was on a uh, USS Alabama. Yep. And, uh, it's, it, I think, I don't know where that thing is parked at. It's in a, I think it's in mobile Alabama. You can still go visit the ship. And uh, I've had a uh, my step my stepdad he was Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, my my brother went to Iraq. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just kind of falling in my place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what is uh, what is Fort Knox? So if like if somebody's out there and they're about to go to boot camp and they have the option to go to Fort Knox, do you say go to Fort Knox or do you tell them fucking go AWOL, go to Canada? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's toss up. Uh, <laughs> there's three. There's actually there's a before you before you even say hey I want to be a 19 Delta and be sent to Fort Knox. There are three hills in Fort Knox that they make your ass march up 
for every march you'll ever do. And you have to march to the march to get there. But it's literally a, uh, you, you, can liter- you can stand straight up. You can stand, put your hand out, and touch the road. It is straight up in the air. Wow. I just, there's three of them. And you have to march, bull battle rattles, everything, <laughs> constantly. So wow. by all means, if y'all want to do that in 100 degrees, <laughs> go for it. I it. did it. Hey, that's some stress card shit right there, man. That that'll that'll get the stress cards like throwing like soccer matches out there. We actually we've had people get you know they'll fall to the pack, get a ride in the truck, and all this other stuff. But you know it was uh, heartbreak, heartbreak, motherfucker, and the other one was so small. I don't remember its damn name. It's been forever ago since I walked up that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> That's, all, that's, that's some of the stuff that you want to forget, man, because everybody in front of you is puking, everybody behind you is falling out, you're walking in puke, <laughs> like you're, you're grabbing the road to try to get up it, yeah, like, oh man, go for it. <laughs> Watching everybody throw up in front of you, be like, yep, that's my destination, that's where I'm going, yeah. I'm going up to yeah. the throw up you pile. Know, <laughs> you know you're either going to lay in it because you're going to fall over because your arms are so tired, or you're going to put your hand in it, your knees are in it, something's going to happen, so... <laughs> Um, fleeing to Canada is okay, but that's also treason. So I don't know if that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd crawl up a hill before I got that treason tag, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Fort Knox was uh, kind of. Fort Knox was amazing, actually. Fort Knox was great. Uh, that's if you want to be broken as a man and rebuilt, <laughs> that's the fucking place to do it. Yep. Or join the Marines, yada, yada, whatever the fuck y'all want to say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a fun experience, man. And, uh, you know, of course, they got the gold vault there. That, yep. Wait, you don't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> you, can, you can look at it. That's about it, y'all. <laughs> but uh, Fort Knox was cool. People were cool. There's a little town, Elizabethtown, that's right by it. Um, you know, it's, just, it's a good atmosphere. Everybody's real friendly there. Okay. cool. All right, so it's not that not, bad. Yeah, when they're not really being a dickhead drilling into you stuff, and you know, they're everybody's pretty cool. Yep. Okay, so then you leave you leave Fort Knox and then you go to Nashville. So now are you like, yes, yep. I'm into somewhere cool, or is it like yeah, yeah. another fucking Fort Knox? <laughs> here's here's the story about the transition to National Guard. It involved a chick. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I met, I met I met a chick and I was like crazy crazy with her, and she lived in. Nashville. And I was like, well, hell, I live not far. Like, yep. that's my hometown and stuff. So we, we were hot and heavy for about two, three months. You know, I was sneaking her into base and stuff, oh, you yeah. know, all this <laughs> crazy shit. Oh, man. I've been demoted and promoted, demoted again, <laughs> but like, so much crap. <laughs> but uh, I had this brilliant idea because I had a buddy of mine, he was National Guard recruiter. Yep. And I gave him a call and I was like, Hey, do you guys have some kind of like, I, I literally said, do you guys have some kind of like green to pussy, uh, transition paperwork <laughs> I can do? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was yep. like, I want to go from army and national guard, but you got to put me in Nashville. Like I, you got to put me home. Yeah. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so he, you know, and it was probably uh three, four weeks later. And so my, uh, my reenlistment was coming up. It was do or die. I was like, yep. right, you're going to do four more years in the army. You're going to get the fuck out. You're going to chase this chick. <laughs> and all this other stuff is just going on in your head. 
And I got to thinking about where I was at in Fort Knox. How about I fucking hated it there? And I was like, ah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so he got me. He got me. He got me signed up, ready to roll, man. So I went down and uh, I went down and took a supply job. Okay. Yeah. And, Any uh, reenlistment bonus uh, or no? Yeah, yeah, I got a little bit. Yeah. Nice, nice. Got, little, got, got about six grand for that one. All right. That was cash. That was cash money in the bank, and I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> they didn't even like I didn't. I had no idea because you get you know you get paid first fifteenth, you know, government mm-hmm. pay. And uh, I knew my paycheck was going in or whatever, and I was like, yeah, all right. I got paying bills. I'm like, and just eating out. I'm like, wait, we should be broke by now. What's going on? <laughs> I checked my account balance because I was still kind of a fuck off with financial crap, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hate money and finances, so uh, yeah, I opened the bank and I was like six, seven grand in there, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> start, call- start calling your parents. Hey, did an uncle die and leave me some money or something? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this shit? And he was like, oh, that's your. Uh, you get a enlistment reenlistment bonus or something and i was like oh i was like I, I thought i didn't get that because i was already in i didn't <laughs> yeah. know anything about national guard and how the structure was and i was right. like oh i thought you only got that if you were like joe blow off the street it's like no you get it too oh fuck. all right cool yeah. i blew the hell out of that <laughs> uh, i mean that was that was gone money right there that was free business <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, it was cool. I, I like the National Guard, man. You know, you do your, you know, you do your two weeks a year, and uh, once a month you go to your drill and stuff. But man, at, at any point, at any moment, you can call any one of those dudes and, yep. hey, man, can, let me crash on your couch. All right, I got you. <laughs> you know, oh, like, outstanding. Just, you know, there's nothing. I mean, it's cool. Cool. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 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 the yeah. plot was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a nice guy. Uh... I had a fellow Marine that hooked me up in supply when I was getting out. <laughs> it's kind of right, like one of those right. things. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm bringing my gear there. And he's kind of like, yeah, you checked it in already. Yeah. You checked that in too. <laughs> I, <was> like, I, <laughs> yeah, I sure yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like those, like those Oakley glasses. It took a, <laughs> they, they, they somehow made it somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I think those are mine but, right over there. <laughs> yeah. They, and I wanted to stay home. I wanted to stay home. And, uh, I heard about all this this non deployable status that you could get. Yep. And uh I was already trying to get go to college. And I was like, Well hell if I go to college then I'm just throwing like how am I gonna do this? Right. Uh so you know, I did the G G I bill and all that shit. And, uh so I didn't have to fortunately slash unfortunately I didn't <laughs> have to go over there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um but man it was now, I I love my time in the military, man. The friendship, everything yeah. you learn, you yeah. know how it how it tra- changes your life for the better, and oh, how absolutely. you treat other people. It's it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, you know, I've always said it too. You know, like my intro in the beginning. Once you take that, once you take that oath, you're adopted at that point. And oh, it, yeah. it, you're done. Yeah, you and know, still to this day, still to this day. I mean, you swore an oath. It doesn't expire. It's yeah. done. You know, you're you're built to serve at that yeah. point on. Yep, that's your purpose. Yep, even if you're not, if you even if you don't have paperwork saying you're active duty, you're still active on helping your brothers and sisters every day. Right, right. Yeah. And if I'm in Walmart and something breaks down, I mean, if I know how to do take that out, yep. I, I I have to. Yeah. <laughs> my my head my head literally tells me handle that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
So four years out in Nashville, and uh, so now you're a reservist now. So are you? So now you got to try to find a job. But you said you you grew up pretty much right next to Nashville anyway. So yep. so finding a job and stuff like that was pretty simple for you, or? No, um, I worked for Dell uh, before I got in. Okay. Um, and you know they knew I was kind of a fuck off and all this other stuff. Yeah. And when I when I told them I was joining the military, they were like, "Oh shit, you're good. Go, go, follow <laughs> me. Go." Yeah, yeah you definitely <laughs> and, need uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely. Yeah, please God, go. <laughs> you're costing us a lot of money. <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, so, and when I got back, man, I just, I picked up the phone. And I just, I gave a, I gave a, one of my supervisors, uh, employee, somebody, I gave them a call. I was like, hey, what are the chances of y'all having a opening back up? And they were like, oh, well, it says here you're still hired. So we have to give you a job back. Yep. I was like, what? And they <laughs> was like, well, we may or may not have put you down as, you know, you still work here. Yep. Like, oh well, thanks, man. So, <laughs> so when I actually quit my job, they didn't put in that I quit because if I Perfect. quit, then that, they didn't have to give me my job back. Right. And uh, they were just like, "Oh, you quit? Uh, okay, we're just gonna uh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, they they welcomed me back, open arms, gave me my job back. Um, uh, it was pretty. It was all right for the first. Uh, it was all right for the first couple weeks. Yeah. Trying to get the hang of how a normal job goes, you know, because I did the four years at four years in Fort Knox. And then, you know, I signed a new, basically signed a new contract and now I have to work and do this. And I'm yep. like, ah, how the hell do I do this? <laughs> and I'm talking down, I'm talking shit, telling people to get their shit together. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. Y'all. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of causing some hectic yep. with my work and stuff. And, anger issues i was constantly getting irritated pissed off uh everything so it's definitely had its downs since then but um or since you know getting out you right. know your whole your whole attitude changes and you see stupid you have to let it know that stupid is stupid sometimes yeah, absolutely <laughs> some people don't understand that when you're trained to think like that uh, i'm sorry but i'm not sorry kind of thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> so as a, as a, as someone that's been active duty and then for four years and attrition transitioned over into being a reserve, what did you think was, you know, pros and cons of the two? Like, you know, which one was harder to be? Was it harder to be a reserve because you're not waking up every day being a hero or is it, you know, easier to be a reserve because you're waking up only two days, you know, a week or something like that, you know? Um, I really like, um, I really like National Guard, and mainly because um, you get to do more community. You get to do yeah. more at-home help. Okay. You know, you they call you up any minute and be like, hey, you're going to go do this for homeless. We need you to, you know, blah, Perfect. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, just, just things that, you know, you can sign up for it, obviously. It's not right. required. It's like right. some outside military stuff. But, uh, you know, every now and then you're, 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 uh, uh, your captain or your first sergeant or whatever call you up and be like, Hey man, we got an opportunity to help out this group. You wanna you wanna come on? Yep. You know, volunteer and stuff. So you you definitely have that you have that at home I'm helping my community feel to it. Yep. Whereas the army, you're just basically you're helping yourselves get prepared for when shit hits the fan, you're good. <laughs> you know? And it's, that's your whole mentality is like when shit pops off, we were good. We're straight. Yep. yep. Um 
where's the National Guard? It's like everything's straight. You know, you have your, your drills. Yeah. You know, you get you get everything stays straight if you're not using it, you know, basically. So, right. I mean, you get it straight, you do your checks and everything's good. And, but then you get to go home, you get to see your family, you get to see your kids anytime you want. Yeah. Um, definitely different from, you know, as active duty to National yeah. Guard Reserves, you know. Um, but, you, but, you know, you also get to help out when they're not home, you know. Right. Like we, we got, we got your back at home while you're at base, you know, we, you know, it's kind of like, eh, give and take. Okay. Uh, like when Katrina, when Katrina happened, uh, what was that? 2005, 2006, 2005 Katrina. I don't when, uh, when all of the, uh, all the different states were sending national guard down there to help out. I mean, oh, yeah. that was, it was awesome, man. It was like a flood of national guard took over. It was great. You know, and, <laughs> You know, tornadoes. I mean, we had tornadoes rip through Tennessee not long ago. Right. And, uh, it was just unit. I mean, I mean, it was like Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky. It was just floods of National Guard, Humvees rolling through. It was great. I was like, <laughs> that was cool. Even though I was out, you know, still yep. watching things National Guard does and gets involved with. It's insane. Yep. At any moment, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, telling so you. I definitely like that. But yeah. Telling your your family and your friends be like, "That's my boy right there, man. That's my boy, man." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and still to this day, when I drive down the interstate and I see like a truck hauling Humvees and shit, I'll slow down and check them out. And be like, man, I remember, man, they got this, 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 this. And they're like, keep just fucking drive, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling them like all the buttons and stuff, and they got a little lever down here and do. Uh, I go into the whole shit. I you know I kind of <laughs> do the same thing too. We got a couple of national guards and a couple you know reserve bases where I live and. You know, when I, when I do see them on the, you know, on the highways, you know, doing their, their training on convoys, um, I do, I, I slow down too, but I'm not looking at what they have. I'm, I actually look for some reason, I'm, I'm trying to find that one guy that's not wearing a, you know, his helmet and his flak jacket. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you're waiting to jump some ass. That's what you're looking to do. You're going to roll your window down and be like, Hey dude. No. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably throw him a beer now that I've been out for so long. But there you go. You own it. <laughs> there, there you go, man. There you go. I mean, I don't care what I don't care what branch you are, what branch you've been in. What, I mean, anytime you see military vehicles rolling around, I mean, you're going to stop and be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so now you're getting, you know, so you get done out of Nashville, you know, you're, you're completely done out of the service and everything. So how's, how's life at this point? Like, I mean, obviously you're going to miss the camaraderie and, and stuff like that, but as being a reserve, um, you kind of live in the same area of everybody that you were just a reserve with. So do you, know, did, did that fall apart too? Or did, was your group of guys able to stay together after, you know, you got out and stuff? We did for a little, we, we, we kept in touch. We had a long, I had a long discussion because, um, I was, I was always the, I was the cut up, the nice, the cool guy, the, yep. the one where you was having a bad day, but I got you, dude. Come here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. <laughs> we're yep. going to, we're going to talk. We're going to cut up. I'm going to take you out. You know, I'm that guy. Yep. And, uh, everybody was just, you know, they, I'm like a magnet to people, you know? And, okay. And, uh, so I befriended all of all the all the officers, the captains. They they appointed me their personal driver. Yeah. Uh, just anything they needed, they could call me up. <laughs> um, I never I never made it to like I was squad leader in like basic and AIT and stuff a few times, but you know as as far as like in service, I, you know I wasn't the leader kind of type. You right. Know? Right. 
you listen to me. Uh, you got 50 50. You may. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know how it worked out from TV, but you know, I was like, hell, we could repel out of that shit. No, dude. <laughs> but uh, I'll get us killed. But, uh, but I'm always there if you need me, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I would have so, been. Yeah, I mean, it was. Go ahead. Same, uh, being in the same town. As them was full, but once I moved away and stuff, it did slowly, you know, the talk became longer apart. And unfortunately, life goes on and stuff. Right. Whereas I, be- I believe if I would have done another four years in the army and stuff, it would it would have been different. Like they, you know, when you when you get out together, you know, there's I know people that they they're still friends with their battle buddies from boot camp. Yep. Like, <laughs> like damn dude you've been you've been out for 10 years man it's like i talk to this dude all the time you know tell me what really happened to boot camp <laughs> yeah yeah that's what that's what i miss was the, the camaraderie and stuff and yep. uh, that's where these these different organizations come into play yeah they kind of bring it back yeah yeah i'd be that i'd be that one that one asshole you know guy that you know next weekend that you guys had drill that i'm out i would be on the front yard in a beach chair, you know what I mean? Drinking a glass of something, you know what I mean? Whatever, and just have my own radio. And every time you guys drove in right. to go do drill, I just cheers to you like, ah. <laughs> just sit there, you know, maybe play cornhole by myself or something. You know, hey, I'm having a good time right. now. Wearing like flip flops and shit. <laughs> oh, it's great! Oh man, I, I've, I've wanted to do that so many times. I wanted to go back and be like, hey, Sergeant French. What's up now, dude? <laughs> yep. Wearing your reflective belt on your forehead and stuff. <laughs> yeah, just just dress like just stupid because they can't do nothing about it. Yeah, cut off, your, <laughs> cut your pants into shorts. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah outside of uh, when I, when I got out of National Guard, I talked to my guys and I was like, "Look, you know, I've been in now eight, going on nine years. I don't think I'm going to sign up again, man." Yep. And you know, I had the you know the shit talking. Oh, you pussy! You talk about blah blah. Yeah. But once I made a decision, I was straight. You know, and they knew I was straight. You know, right? Outside of all the shit talking, they were like, "Dude, I got you back. I got you. Whatever you want to do." Yeah, because you uh, don't want to force somebody to go in. Because then, I mean, at the end of the day, you're you know, I'm here. Yeah. I hate it. You know, they're gonna hate it. Their their morale yeah. goes down, and then you know, fortunately, yeah. that's yeah. when shit happens. I believe I believe there was a piece of me that actually felt like. You know, you, you did your part. You did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You were, you know, you've helped so many people through hard times. You've done, yeah. I've done my part. You know, I've done right. my, I've served my purpose, basically. It's how I felt. And, uh, cause I was, cause I knew I wasn't the deployable type. I wasn't the, yeah. you know, I wasn't the going over there and chasing people down kind of person, you know? And, right. um, I don't, I don't know what it is about people that are like, oh, I gotta go do that. But I, I just, I was, I was ready to, I was like, you know what, fuck it. If I gotta go, I gotta go. Let's yep. do this. Yep. But uh, I wouldn't turn it down, but I, I damn sure wouldn't be the first one on the top of the list to sign up, you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I just, I just, I felt like I, you know, I did, I did my part. If I right. helped somebody, if I helped one person at any point during this, then I did my job. Absolutely. I did, I did yep. my shit. And, uh, then I went home. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> so when now you get back home and, now you're completely out and everything. So how's, how's life treating you at that point? And, uh, you know, what's going on there? I uh, see. That was 2013. Um, 
I got my job. You know, I still I still was working at Dell. Um, I got. I don't know really what happened after that, man. I kind of slipped into a slipped into a now what scenario. Right. Like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, I don't have somebody yelling at me. I don't have anybody telling me what needs to be done. I don't have. Right. Uh, I don't know how to go grocery shopping. I was a single dude, so like, right. I, you know, I, I always had somebody. I was I always had that dependency, I guess. Right. Uh, structure, and then when I get home, I'm like, I have no structure. Like, I have. No control over my household right now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I got to I got to figure out how to retain all this. And uh, then, you know, family was good. You know, I was with uh, I was with my ex for a couple of years, and uh, you know, we were doing good. Had yep. family and stuff like this. Yep. And uh, after that, I like once I got out of that kind of I don't have a purpose anymore, and then into family mode. Right. I was, I was fine. I was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was great. <laughs> and, uh, but I think the hardest, the hardest one was a big, big hit was 2018 is when, uh, basically the reset, the reset on life yeah. kind of happened and, uh, things went down and all this and just dark holes, uh, coming back out on top again. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, the second second chance kind of thing at life, so it's I definitely know there's there's a purpose. Yep, and uh, you just man, you just have to chase it, find it. Absolutely, yeah, you can pull through it. Then uh, you know, like I've said it before, you know, you you know, you go down to that part of your life, you hit that reset button, like you're you're talking about, and uh, it's amazing what happens after that. You know, it's it's completely amazing. There's no, you still don't have any structure that you had prior to that reset button. But now you have like more of a personal structure. Like, yeah. I, hey, I just, you know, I went down this road and, you know, I'm passing through it. And now let's make our, my, like, make shit better at this point. And it gets way better, you know, like, um, now I know you mentioned too that you've won a couple awards with like, uh, Wounded Warrior program and stuff like that. So, I, oh, yeah. I did, uh, actually, here's, they do a, uh, this is for 2020 Wounded Warrior Project Medal. They do a, it's called a Carry Forward 5K. Okay. And uh, you basically, you put your pack on, your 50, 50, 80 pound, whatever pack. Yep. And uh, and then you, you do a 5K, full on, ready to roll. And it's supposed to simulate you, uh, you know, it's supposed to simulate that. And you can also carry, a, there's a flag. You can carry a flag. Or you can carry a pack, yep. full pack and stuff. Uh, I carried the fuck the flag because I'm a little dude. That was long. That <laughs> yeah, was a long way. You're sitting here <laughs> telling me like uh, you know 58 pounds, and I'm like, what are you 110 pounds anyway? <laughs> so, right, right. I was like, man, I mean, I've, I've, I've stayed underweight my whole life, pretty much, man. I'm down. <laughs> I got to uh, when I hit 140, I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what's up. <laughs> Going to maps at one thirty two and had to be one thirty three. Like that wow. was crazy. Yeah. Like that's the milk thing. And I'm <laughs> like, I can't my body I burn everything. Yeah. I'm high strung, ADHD, hyperactive, O C D, half schizophrenic, bipolar. Like I, <laughs> I was a fucked up mess going into this. So yeah. it was uh it was cool it was cool that the military was able to kind of be like, Ah, you're fucked up, but we can handle it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not me, man. Uh, I have a fucking a bolt or I'll have like a little fucking pudding <laughs> cup and my ass will jiggle for a week, you know? <laughs> I just hold on right? to everything. My body doesn't burn a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a flam like uh like creatine shakes and all this other <laughs> shit because I just everything I eat I burn off. And Perfect. with depression when severe depression and PT uh, CPTSD and all this, your appetite don't don't fucking have one. So right. I can go a day and a half and not eat. Wow. And um and I'm like, ah, oh, this is unhealthy. This is unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's just it was insane. And uh, I started just just kind of rebuilding, rebuilding, getting back to where I did. And then I've done uh. I've done the Wounded Warrior Project 5K. I got the medal for that. I've done uh, Children's Cancer Research bike rides. Uh, this one is, I did 31 rides for 300 miles in a month. Nice. Uh, I've got a couple more awards up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, 2018, man, I lost uh, 2016, 17, 18 was just constant stagger downhill and uh i got to where it was i was done i was done yeah. life is life is done right. life is done and uh so yeah i i put a gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger and nothing happened wow <laughs> i was like well damn i can't even do this right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i literally took the loaded gun and threw it across the room and just sat there and cried for probably two three hours Holy um, shit. Uh, basically, I, I didn't lose lose my family. Basically, she had found another guy, and I found out, and uh, I had, you know, we were planning on getting married. We had a kid together. I was about to adopt her, uh, adopt her kid. Okay. Um, so when you when you go from that to a one bedroom apartment by yourself, eh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> eh, you know, eh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, I slowly started climbing back up Well, we started climbing back up. And then in October of 2018, my brother passed away. He committed suicide. Oh man. I was like, I had two hits in one year and I was like, Oh, this can't be happening. Man. Can't be happening. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, but I, and man, if it wasn't for the crisis outreaches of the suicide hotlines and things, October would have been. Uh, that would have been it. Yeah. Because I knew where I went the time before, and I knew I didn't need to go there again. And, Absolutely. Uh, that, that's just all I needed to think about was like, dude, 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 dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, hell, everybody thinks about it. Driving down the road, hell, if I fucking speed up and swerve to the right, we're good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, my kids are set. Vehicle accident, you yeah. know, hell, insurance coverage. And when you live every day, when you get to a point where you're living every day, thinking like that thinking of right. not really planning it but just like just if it would happen look, yeah casually looking over and be like i can jump up that motherfucker. you know yeah <laughs> that's that's the point when you need to pick a phone call you need to pick a pick somebody you need to go somewhere you need to get the fuck out of wherever you're at yeah. you need to go you I'm, need to go find a couch to crash on i'm right glad you, you're i'm i'm very glad that you uh you know, you made that phone call to the crisis line and, you know, you're, you're opening up to me here and it's, you know, cause I was about to ask you, how'd you pull through it? And, you know, by you saying like, you know, I went to a crisis line cause you recognize where you were in your life. 
and that the crisis line worked for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, definitely, and it, definitely. Yeah, that's. And they're trained professionals, man. It doesn't matter yeah. if you call the National Crisis Helpline. Help I think the veterans have got one. Uh, yeah. They've got one. I don't. It's kind of confusing because there's two different numbers, and you got to press one for veteran. But yeah. <laughs> I've actually got them. They're all on my face. All all of my socials has all the numbers. Right. Exactly. My, like I I advertise them all the time. I love I love what they do, and if you know. Uh, some of these Facebook donations and stuff like that, uh, fundraisers, by all means, they, they need the support. Absolutely. They stay open. They they do it for free, man. Yep. At any point in time, you you call it, they'll put, I mean, they, the, the one for veterans, I mean, you can talk to a veteran 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It doesn't matter. Right. Just call, dude. They'll, get, they'll definitely get your head out of where it needs, where it doesn't need to be. Right. And it takes, so, a, I, so I support them. And they take away that stigma too, that like, you know, you know, you're a puss or you're weak or something like that. You can't handle yourself by making that phone call. But like you're saying, you know, it's another veteran that you're talking to. It's not yeah. some, you know, super degree yeah. fucking shrink. It's a veteran that you can actually open up to. He gets the veteran humor and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you're opening up and you're telling me that. So now I'm, a, you know, there's a listener out there, call the fucking number, you know, yeah. call the That's number. It. Yeah. That's all it can take. That's all it can take is a one phone call. Yeah. One phone call. I mean, hell, that's it. Yeah. And now you're, you're going to, I mean, think about it. Think about it. You're going to die anyway, right? Right. So why not make a phone call? Yeah. Make a give, phone call. Give it a shot. That's it. Yeah. Give it a shot. What's it going to hurt? You got a 50 <laughs> 50 shot. Yeah. And nine times out of 10, it's going to be a 90 10 shot. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Got any kind of, any kind of whatever. I mean, just get it in your head, print it off, uh, put it on your wall, put it on your fridge, carry it in your pocket. I mean, anything. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, your life. You're a depressed person. You need to have it in your pocket. Yeah, definitely. And your life turns around once you uh, once you realize it in yourself, and then you make that phone call or you reach out and get help by somebody or do something about it. You know, your life yeah. changes completely. And like, you're very good spirits now. I mean, we're talking two years later from you going yeah. through all that, and you know, you've getting these awards for wounded warrior. You you know, you're you're doing all this stuff now, and it's that's awesome. I mean. You know, we're going to get into the whole dart, virtual dart thing, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole other life in itself, man. That's yeah. a whole crazy experience, too. I mean, that's a that's a that's another dream I don't ever want to wake up from. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're, and you're finding things and you're doing things and and it's amazing. I mean, to go through, you know, losing your brother, losing your wife, you know, losing the kids and and then to turn around and say, hey, listen, I'm not the only one out there. And now yeah. you're out there doing things for Wounded Warrior. You became a Mission 22 ambassador. You know, that's right. that's phenomenal, you know. Um, I thank you Appreciate for it. to fucking keep pushing through it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was basically the, I mean, if, ah, yeah. if you need a place to hang your head, I've always said this, if you yeah. need a place to hang your head, a shoulder is better than a knot. Right, exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't right. because I was the same way. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna be a little bitch pussy. Have to call somebody, talk right. about my problems, blah and blah. Thinking you're gonna talk to a doctor and listen yeah, to all this big yeah. slang shit. Oh, yeah. well, what are they gonna do? They're gonna preach to me and give me pills. Well, yep. no, they're not. And they're gonna take away my guns because now I'm so yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've heard so many. I'm so pissed off that so many people that I talk to uh, when they when they reach out to me and say, "Hey man, I'm going through hard," blah blah. blah. And when I ask them if they've tried to seek or help. Yep. 
I mean, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for the VA. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for the VA. Yeah. Dude, you're going to be dead before the VA even fucking get cares, dude. So don't even play that card. <laughs> right. There is. And I, I love the VA and everything they do. Yes, I know. I know. I love. But <laughs> at the same time, fuck, everybody knows about the VA. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're slammed as packed as it is dude. Yep. and there's so many outreach programs and so many things going on mission 22 yep. i mean hell they have i think they have crisis care yep. now or they can you know oh, you, yeah. uh yep. you know go to mission 22 and hit send message and just say hey i'm fucked up i need to talk to somebody yeah i mean that's it that's how easy it is yep. and that, yeah uh, it, you know, and if you need medication if you're you know if you talk to them and they you know, recommend medication, then yeah, you can try, you know, you can go to, and there's yeah. private things now. I mean, everything's opened up. You don't have to go to the VA these days. You don't have to do that. If you're in a crisis situation, yeah. you know, don't, don't make excuses. Even no, if it's no, not, even no. if it's a not a, a crisis situation, even if you just need some yeah. help with some things, you know, there's organ veteran first organizations out there. Um, we got an organization I, I, that's kicking off here, um, soon. And it's, you know, they do, they help people, you know, get new washing machines and new refrigerators and stuff like that when they, you know, if a husband's deployed or something like that. So it's not just for the veterans too, you know, it's, yeah. they're significant out their family members as well. Definitely. But, yeah. And I, I love team. Uh, there's, there's an organization called team RWB and they, uh, you know, you're a veteran, you, you know, you apply to them and stuff, but they've got regional and, uh, you know, district groups and stuff like that. And it's yep. a place that's to get you out, get you active with, you know, other veterans. You know, if you, if you got out and you're like, Oh damn, all my buddies are still in, or I've moved away and I don't have, I don't have my military people. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, you know, they do stuff all the time. I've been to a national sounds baseball game. You know, yeah. shit, a group of veterans hanging out talking about old bullshit, you know, <laughs> watching baseball, having some beer, you know, right. And uh, you never know how how much of an impact that'll do to your spirit and stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, the VFWs are out there. You know, Amvets yeah, are out there, legions, stuff like that. I mean, everybody's like, oh, a bunch of old guys, whatever. I don't want to go to a VFW, but listen, if you don't They're go to the VFW, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm past commander right now. I'm a VP or vice commander, you know, um, for a VFW that's out here. But you know, it's you got to go, you got to make the step. You got to go, you got to go out there, find a team R RWB and stuff like that. You know, mission 22, join up. If you're a veteran and you want to oh, help yeah. other ones, or even if you're a veteran and you're like, man, I live in some podunk town and nobody's here. Nobody's a veteran out here. Cause it's a liberal state and blah, blah, blah. We hug a bunch of trees and stuff. Um, now if you're a veteran, you hug trees, that's good on you, whatever. But, um, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you can go to mission 22, fill out the, the questionnaire, the forms and everything else like that. And you get lined up with a bunch of veterans. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know. And there's also, there's all kinds of events that everybody does. Like, I think Mission 22 had a Jeep festival. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, <laughs> if yeah, you big into the Jeeps. And, yeah. Yeah. Get you a Jeep, man. Be a, be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> so, down, now, this, this virtual dart thing. So, how, how does that work? I mean, it sounds like you're, you're finding a lot because you're a virtual dart, you know, champion and everything. And, you know, Prior to the show, I was kind of like, hey, what do you I want to do? I wish I was a champion, man. I'm working on it like a motherfucker. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> I'm getting it. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, so I asked, you know, before the show, you know, I asked you that question here, which, what are your life goals? And you're like, dart champion. I was like, hell yeah. 
You know, a lot of people yeah, are saying, yeah. oh, I want to be president. This guy's like, no, nah, I just want to be the champion of darts, man. <laughs> That's it. Right, right. So, so basically, 54 days ago, a lady named Angela Mills, she is the current 2020 Destiny Cup winner okay. in women's in darts. And she, I'm a, I'm a maintenance man now at my apartment complex I live at. She's yep. one of our residents. Okay. So I, I started noticing her, you know, dart shirts and, you know, coming home with a, got a big ass trophy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? Okay. I got to find out about this shit. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she's old enough to be my mom. Or <laughs> but uh, I was like, hey, right, let me highlight you. And she told me uh, she's a competitive dart player, professional dart player. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> we're talking darts, right? Like yeah. barroom kind of. Shit. And she's like, no, there's national, international, national tournaments, and it can be a an actual league sanctioned ADO play yeah. athlete. I'm like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she 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 knows she knows about my PTSD and uh, all of you know my mental breakdowns and everything like that. And uh, she actually went and bought a dartboard. And bought dart and gave me her dart, and uh, she was like, "Well, quit talking about it and fucking do it." Oh, nice. So I her, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna buy a dart. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Yep. I'm a little asshole. So. Uh, <laughs> and then that dartboard actually sat in my living room for like three days on the floor. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "No, we're not doing it." And then we put it up, and it became it became stress relief. Okay. Once I once I associated darts with stress relief. It was over. All, all in, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, 54 days ago, they put darts in my hand and hit, told me to hit the 20. Uh, I didn't hit anywhere close to him with three <laughs> darts. And I was like, ah, shit. And now, 54 days later, I'm in, you know, three leagues. I, I can put a dart anywhere you tell me to now. And, oh, uh, my, my, my average just went from zero to 51. I think I'm up to 51 now. Perfect. And there's players that's been playing for years that aren't even at 50 right now. So yeah. I'm kind of, I'm stoked for the future. I hope I keep it up. I hope I keep pushing forward. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys had, so you, tra do you travel a lot? I mean, yeah. I know you, you showed me a little, uh, a thing you got from when you went to Florida. Oh yeah. That's Danny, Danny Baggish. Yeah. He was a, he befriended my son and he's the, the North American champion. And he met, he met my son in Chattanooga, and they've been buddies ever since, apparently. And uh, I've actually got his his uh, jersey on my wall. And uh, so they they do they do the travel tournaments, and uh, but since the COVID thing, they still have them and all this stuff. And Angela, she's one of those that travel around. But uh, since COVID, they they came out with the virtuals, and I was like, okay, it's like, okay, let's I want to I want to figure that out. Yeah. And it completely takes out the bar scene altogether. Like you don't have to go to the hotels, the bars, and all this other stuff. And when you're sponsored, when you're sponsored, you get more of the money because you don't have. They don't have to pay for hotel travel. Perfect. Time, yeah. So, so, so they basically, you know, I'm I'm webcammed up and yep. got uh, front facing, back facing on the board, both sides, and it's it's a whole virtual experience, man. And you play. You can play anybody all over the world, and uh, wow. it's, it's it's amazing. It's a great thing that they've come out with, and I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it's a thing because I'm not a I'm not a big I'm not a drinker, man. I get I get yeah. drunk, I start buying shots, and then I'm crying in the parking lot. Like we're not doing that. <laughs> you love everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you, man. Why am I broke? 
Where are my pants? So now, can anybody sign up for this thing? And like, where would they would would they sign up for for this dart league here that you're talking about? A couple of them, uh, a couple of them are open to public. Some of them, some of them aren't. Um, you can go. There's usually a dart a dart association in every major city. Okay. Uh, there's like here. There's Greater Nashville Dart Association. There's Greater uh, Greater Chattanooga Dart Association. If you want to be a serious competitive player, talk to those people, talk yeah. to them, get in, you know, kind of, Show kind of work you your way around. Yeah, 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 kind of kind of prove yourself a little bit. But as far as like the virtual darts, they've pretty much opened it up to anybody. You can, uh, you can go on to, uh, there's two different, there's a couple of different platforms that you can sign up for. Okay. And then uh, as long as you have your, your, your boards, measured regulation height uh your line regulated everything yep. is good then yeah you can go in and go online find a virtual league say hey i want to play <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh get selected you know and uh so if you're so if you're if you if you definitely want to do virtual you can perfect yeah. perfect there's a like uh, we're in a bunch of pay leagues and stuff uh actually right after this in about 30 minutes, I've got a Matador tournament. One of my sponsors, Matador Dart. Oh, okay. Is, uh, Bob got to go dog and pony show that thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, should be, it, should, it should be cool, man. Well, yeah, just from stress relief throwing darts to, you know, being a quote-unquote sponsored athlete, like, who in the hell? Like, <laughs> my same person anymore? <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck to you tonight. Hopefully you do good on that uh, on that tournament right today. You- once you find your niche, man, once you find something that you're good at, don't put it down, man. Like, Absolutely. I took all this shit down. Like, a couple, like, five days ago, this shit wouldn't even up. Like, I rage quit life. Like, I was, <laughs> yeah, fuck this. And now, I mean, I got a schedule now, and I got <laughs> to do all this stuff. It's crazy, man. But it's definitely cool, man. Uh, you can definitely, you can go out, you can go out to your local you know, find your local, local dart scene and get involved and they'll get you, they'll get you, you can be, they have ADO, which is American Darters Organization. They keep up. So if you want to be a competitive dart player, you know, okay. you go that route, okay, do your perfect. stats and all that. But, but it's definitely great, man. I've played, I've played with England, Germany, Jamaica. It's wow. insane. insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get off here, I just want to remind our listeners again, and I know we talked about it and, um, Oh. Deke here, he's uh, you know, he's living, he's living proof that this shit works. But you know, if you're out there and you need to talk to someone, you can always call Mission Twenty Two at one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Hit option one, yeah. and then if you know, like I said before, if you're around a bunch of people or you're at work or something like that, and you don't want to have a physical phone and say the words out loud. You know, you can text them at eight three eight two five five, and somebody will get a hold of you. You can always get a hold of me at American Vet Podcast at yahoo.com get a hold of me there i'm uh you know the podcast is everywhere now it's i mean fuck i even did a, a twitter account or not a twitter i actually gotta get on the twitter but i did a uh a tiktok account for the podcast now um so i'm on there i'm on facebook i'm on instagram you know you can find me all you gotta do is go to google at american vet podcast and a ton of shit's gonna come up um but l- listen let's uh let's keep it going let's get people like d care he Made the phone call. Now he's doing tournament shit with that. He's doing shit for 
wounded warrior program. He's taking bike rides. He's, you know, he found his way. And uh, unfortunately, he had to go down all the way to, you know, firearm in the mouth, holding the trigger, nothing happens, getting pissed, you know? And mm-hmm. like, that's, that's amazing right there, you know, because you pulled it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing that you decided that you're going to make this phone call and you made the phone call and you're living proof that it's working. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and opening up to me about that. And for the listeners, you know, don't hesitate, man. There's always somebody out there. There's veterans out there. Even if you don't want to make the phone call, you know, join an organization, you'll find more veterans and uh, you'll be able to do some shit, you know, team RWB, you know, you can get on there. Mission 22, you can get on there. Wounded warrior, you can get on anybody. There's definitely options out there. It doesn't make you weak. You're not weak. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you, it takes a warrior to admit that you need to fix your shit. Yep. So you, you need to fix your shit. Yep. Everybody likes a good leader when they're in the military. Everybody likes a good leader that willing to admit when they're, they're wrong or they need help. And that's all you're doing is you're willing, you know, you're admitting that you you need help and that you're wrong right now. So you can't sit there and say, Oh, my leaders were shit because they never admit it that they're wrong. And then you don't do the same thing yourself. But thank you again, Deke, for coming on and hopefully you do good in that tournament. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to be on the show again or anything like that, you know, hit me up. You got my contact uh, listeners. Same thing. I, I appreciate it, man. It's been a great experience. And I've got a couple more. Uh, I had a couple more going on. So yep. you'll see me with soft tip central USA and matador <laughs> darts and just, Follow my socials, man. I've got, I post all the time about uh, Mission 22. I post all the time about Team RWB, how to sign up, what they got going on. Yep. All of the suicide numbers, I've got them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and uh, yeah, I saw, some of your, I saw some of your socials, man. So I got you followed everywhere. So oh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. And I'd love to be on again. Yep. Hopefully with some, hopefully with a state championship or something. That'd be cool, man. But, That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> but I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep on pushing, man. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the mission 22 and uh, suicide awareness to darts, man. I'm going to get me a, we've got a, a PTSD awareness Jersey. So we're going to, we're going to get going. So we're going to, we're going to definitely try to save some lives and have some fun doing it. Brother. Absolutely. And I, I feel that, uh, you know, the stigma will be going away if everybody's wearing those kind of shirts. Nobody's going to look down, definitely. you know? 22 veterans a day, man. 22 yep. veterans a day. It, and, and you could, a phone call. A phone call could make it 21. A phone yep. call makes it 20. A phone call makes it 19. Yep. I mean, yeah. do your shit. Simple. Dude. Beast mode. Beast yep. mode. Do it. <laughs> Listeners, I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate it. No, thank you. Listeners, uh, yeah. And if, you know, like we're talking about apparel and merchandise and stuff like that, go to, go to my store. Uh, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash American vet podcasts. And like I've said before in my announcement, if anybody's ever heard it or anything, you know, whatever I get for donations or whatever is being sold for merchandise, all of that's going to mission 22. I'm not taking any money in my pocket in this podcast. So, you know, I got clothes out there, you know, merchandise out there. You can get, um, remind the, the 22 that we still need them. And thank you again, Deke and listeners stay tuned for the outro. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, 
We unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom.